0: In this episode, I get the opportunity to sit down with an Army vet, world traveler, and Conway, South Carolina native, Julia Strickland. And I've got to say, I knew that this conversation would be anything but boring, but it also turned out to be truly inspiring. We explored about finding purpose in the Army, the struggles of reintegration to civilian life, and then finding new purpose in helping other veterans and local fathers needing similar assistance. Let's dig in. So today we are joined by Jewel Strickland, who is coming to us straight out of boot camp class for yes. the night. Uh, how was class tonight?
1: It, class was good. Lots of energy, a lot of sweat, which is always a positive thing. Um, it actually had one person leave boot camp class to go to boxing class. So they are going to wow, just... Wow, so you're going to have to
0: step it up for that person next time. Oh, yeah, I got to kill them they, next time. Yeah, yeah. not enough. <laughs> yeah, if they got energy for that. Yeah, yeah they're going to leave that. vomiting.
1: That's, that's my plan next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a great person.
0: That's So um, as you and I've kind of chatted about a little bit, mm-hmm. um, there's a a bunch of reasons why I thought that you would be a great person to have on uh, for the podcast. Um, just because just that too, um, but, um, <laughs> just knowing a little bit, just from the small amount of time that you, have, you and I have spent together, mm-hmm. I believe moving equipment, yeah, on one of our excursions. <laughs> Um, but just learning a little bit, you know, about your background and, you know, kind of what, you know, uh, you do today. Um, so, you know, let's start at the beginning, Like, where'd you grow up? Are you a Myrtle Beach native or? Uh, yeah, else I here? actually
1: grew up in Conway. I mean, oh, dude, wow. 30 minutes from here, Conway was a little smart. You don't smart.
0: sound like you grew up in Conway.
1: There's a reason for that. Ah. So Conway, when I was a kid, god got awful many years ago, was a little town that rolled up the sidewalks at 430 in the
2: afternoon. Like, yeah. it was,
1: there was nothing there. And I. I was going somewhere and it wasn't going to be there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: so at 18, I left it a dead run.
0: Okay. Just as
1: hard as I could go and traveled the world.
0: Is that kind of like what made you decide to join the military? Or was this even before you joined the military? It, pre-military. Came- oh, okay.
1: Pre-military. I, I decided- so like
0: Backpacking a, around Europe kind of dude? Or?
1: Uh, around the country. I, I worked as a mechanic. I worked as a bartender, a cook, anything I could do to get me to the next town. Sure. Because I, I didn't know where I wanted to be and I didn't know what I wanted to do what I grew up and right. I didn't want to grow up. So, Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, did that for several years, um, until I decided it was time to join the army. Okay. And then that was kind of the, the, the and like,
0: yeah, that was just cause you needed, you decided I need some structure they pay for school or
1: just um i mean we can get really dark about it i had a gigantic drug problem and had oh. to get cleaned up and i okay. figured the easiest way to do that was in a place where i So when I could did you when
0: did you go in?
1: I went in in 2007.
0: But like what age? I was 30. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. I was, I 30. didn't realize it was
0: that late in life. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah, I
1: was, I was a late. And they still start. took
0: you as an old, old, old dude like
1: that. Oh, yeah. And I ran 18 year olds into the ground. <laughs> um, it, it was Probably great. Probably a
0: mission to do so just
1: because. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I'm going in with a bunch of 18 year old kids. I have to be faster, smarter, and stronger than everyone else. Okay. And so that's what I did. Um, joined up in the infantry, wound up getting stationed in Europe, which was the coolest experience of my life. Um, stayed over there for, like over, what party are uh, Italy. it was, oh, it was nice. Yeah, tough, tough. Horrible, horrible place to be stage. <laughs> <laughs> the food and the women and, the, you know, the travel. Oh, God, terrible. it was so bad. Was it was awful. I know. People were like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, "Welcome." yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, deployed a couple times with the infantry unit I was with. Uh, deployed to? Afghanistan. Okay. Had a good time there. That was fun. I love my time. job.
0: Yeah, it's... It, well, like, were were you a specialist in, in the army or? Like... I was an
1: infantryman. I okay, was a good old fashioned. Infantry.
0: Wow. So Carry just... gun
1: grunt, you know. Wow. And loved what I did. Loved the unit I was with. I was with the 173rd, which is a okay. pretty specialized airborne unit based in Italy. And we just get to go fuck shit up.
0: Okay. So, like, so you were still based in Italy, like, or or like, so after you were deployed, you just went back to Italy? Just went back to Italy. Okay. So, like, it wasn't like you came home to the States. You you came home to Italy.
1: To Italy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I left in in 2007, I flew to Italy from Fort Benning, Georgia, and never came back to America. Wow. I, I stayed there for the whole seven years, traveled.
0: So speak Italian. I'm guessing. I did. No.
1: I, I've been back in the states for, oh my god, <laughs> nine years now. Um, so, so my foreign language skills have suffered. I, I don't uh, get to speak all the time. I can still read Italian. Still read some German. Spanish is still pretty easy. But to converse, okay, I, it, I stumble. I'm like, wait, ciao. Yeah. So it's, you know, language skills. If you don't use it, you lose it. It really is. That's the adage. And so, yeah, that's I I wound up back here on accident Um, when I got out of the military. I got some. You you
0: weren't even looking to come home like that. You were looking to stay over there. I
1: I was. I had gotten accepted at a school in Denmark. It was a business school. Um, Oh, wow. I had an apartment. I had the whole caboodle. Nice. Two weeks before I was supposed to transition out of the Army, I got a letter from the State Department saying that my visa had been denied and I could not go. Okay. So I. So so you
0: did two tours. So how long mm -hmm. were you in the military total? Seven years. Seven years total. Mm -hmm. And you said you enjoyed your job.
1: Loved it. I'd go back today if they'd let me.
0: You liked being in the desert, like the climate, the whole nine Uh, yards, or?
1: It's the structure
0: um oh just okay the the environment of of yeah being in the military and which and i mean i, I got trained
1: job. i got paid to train every day we woke up we did pt we went and trained went to the gym ate a lot of food traveled around europe i mean that's, it was a tough tough go of things mm-hmm. um and, and i loved it i loved it. the structure and the camaraderie you know as i look back on it it, it really was a transformative part of my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: on how to build teams and, and how to motivate people and uh, how to lead and how not to lead. You, you learn that right. just as quickly. So
0: is that kind of like what you would say is like, was your favorite part of being in the military and like what you, the most that you got out of it was learning to lead and absolutely teach people. Yeah.
1: While I was in not quite as important. Once I transitioned out it and was able to you kind of see it, it from the outside, I was like, wow, like that, that's huge. Like yeah. people, people paid, I tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. you know, to go to school to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I got paid to go do it. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, and
0: what was the, your least favorite part? Really nothing. There was nothing that you didn't?
1: No. I, I, I said if if they would let me, I would go back today. Really? Yeah, absolutely.
0: You'd still be in the military if, if they would have let, let you? Yeah. So why'd you leave?
1: I have titanium plates bolted into my neck and hmm. gaps in my knee that you could pitch a dog through. And
0: so yeah. you, you were injured. Then. Mm-hmm. What
1: happened? Yep. Uh, a few things, airborne jumps. I was a paratrooper. So we jumped out of airplanes, hmm. um,
2: deployment, wear and tear, mm-hmm. just
1: fun things like that. Um, okay. The, the, the neck, we really, really can't figure out what caused it. Um, I woke up one day in an excruciating amount of pain. Um, mm-hmm. couldn't feel my entire right hand. Uh, couldn't use my right arm. And wow. After returning, cause that was on a deployment. So after returning from the deployment, went and got some CAT scans and MRIs and they were like, you have a disc that is completely collapsed.
0: You should probably not go back.
1: <laughs> I did. That was actually my first deployment. I went really? back for the second one. <laughs>
0: They let you back after that one. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the, the
1: military is all about paperwork,
0: and the excruciating pain was not enough to send you away.
1: No, uh-uh. uh, the, the, I got a surgery, got a plate bolted into my neck. I got a PA to sign off on my medical paperwork saying I was fit to deploy, and I went on the next deployment.
0: Nice. So, then, uh, so you left because mm-hmm. you're falling apart. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds to move so on. terrible when I hear it in my, these <laughs> headphones. I'm
1: like, you're falling apart. Crap.
0: <laughs> um. So did you end up going to uh, college in the States when you came back then? or still did still in college? college. Oh, okay. So still. you're still doing it today. Yeah. I, for, the, for what you thought you wanted to take then? Or have you kind of changed your... Oh,
1: God, no. I, when I first got out, um, I went to culinary school. I love to cook. I love oh, food. Nice. Um, and so I went to culinary school uh, right here in Myrtle Beach at Tech.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Loved it. It was, it was a great program. It was a good way to, to get back into school without getting back into sure. school. You know, because yeah. um, you had to take some classes that were traditional. Um, learned a lot of what I didn't know about cooking that I thought I did. <laughs> um, so I, I give that program all kinds of props.
0: Anything uh, in particular? Like, did you have like a, did you go for a, a specific type of cuisine or was it like just?
1: No, just it was like a, just, a associate's degree program. Okay. I, I got to go to school and learn and, how to cook. And did you
0: use it? Did you? Like, um, I so do. I like occasionally
1: a... will cater events and okay. fill in at restaurants and stuff because I, I really do love to cook and production cooking is a a challenge because mm. you, you have to think fast and you have to be able to be perfect every single time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: and it's a whole life though. It,
1: it is. Yeah. It is that I I don't necessarily want to get back into. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of substances that aren't good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So
0: and so you went to culinary school and then mm-hmm. uh then kept going with different subject matter or
1: I did. So I got back to work. Um I I was actually retired and and my lovely wife, we were sitting on the couch. We weren't married yet. And Mm uh she she kind of looked at me and she was like, Hey have you ever thought about going back to work? And I was like, No. She was like, (laughs) No really. You thought about going back to work. Have you
0: (laughs) thought about not being next to me all (laughs) of the days? Apparently I'm a horrible
1: (laughs) retired person. (laughs) Oh, it, it, I just, I can't find enough things to do. Mm-hmm. I have to do things. And so I went back to work and then. You're
0: like at home making projects.
1: Oh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. T- taking things apart and not putting them back together because I started another project. Mm-hmm. Which always makes a wife really yeah,
0: happy. I could see where this conversation
1: came <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it was all my fault. All my fault. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then I, I got going back to work into business because I'd done that kind of pre-joining the army, managing people. And then the skills I picked up in the army, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, I can really do this. Like, I, I know how to do this. So I started working for a couple companies and then decided again that there were things I didn't know that I needed to know. So I mm-hmm. went back to school. So now I'm studying, I'm getting a bachelor's in industrial and organizational psychology and oh, operational wow. leadership. Interesting. Yeah. Big change.
0: And had you taken any psychology previously or is this kind of like a new...
1: I'd, I'd taken some elective courses like, you know, uh, abnormal psychology, the fun stuff that you get to take, you know, when you're taking regular college courses, mm-hmm. but nothing that was really as focused as like industrial organizational psychology. Yeah.
0: No, that's very specific. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you're like, hey, this is how people think about work. Like,
0: yeah. Oh. But there's a reason why I ask is because even I got into this conversation with Will um, on uh, one of our other episodes um, about... How I think that taking psychology is really important, Absolutely. especially if you want to be in business. Mm-hmm. Like it, it should be part of the program oh, for core
1: curriculum. For curriculum.
0: Because yeah, it, it was something that like I every class that wasn't a business or accounting class mm-hmm. when I was in school, that's what I took because it was interesting, yeah. like they were easy to get into. And like so I took everything from like basic psychology to various sociology classes, which is Great to contrast the two and yeah. see how they work together. And then, you know, up to like, you know, classes on death and dying. Because mm-hmm. like, again, like if I would, I just kept down that road for anything. Like, oh, I got another three credits to fill. Let's find yeah, another. I, got, I got three
1: credit. elective hours I got to do. Yes.
0: And <laughs> I think it's, it's one of the things in school that I would say, actually, I benefit from on a daily basis mm-hmm. in business because being able to understand motivations of other people. And how not everybody's motivations are the same. Not mm-hmm. everybody's triggers are the same. Not every, like just and how to
1: impact those motivations.
0: exactly, How to make people each person productive yep. and then, you know, minimize, you know, what they're not good at is something that you kind of pick mm-hmm. up on from psychology that like you don't learn in any other class. No,
1: no, no business class covers that interpersonal interaction when you have to tell someone to do something they don't want to do. Right. Like it. it No one wants to do grub work or don't
0: understand why, or like, yeah, Yeah, like
1: nothing covers you for that. And are
0: they somebody that cares about the why or not? And, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's there's just so much involved in it. And, like, so if you understand any of that, it's so much easier in business than just you know, I think any of the courses that you're taking, like on you know, management 101, which is you know, kind of bullshit,
1: right? It is you learn the theories of management, you're like, okay, that's great. And, but having worked in management, common sense. Yeah. yeah, having worked in management pre, I'm like, yeah, that that's not how that works. No one ever does that. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you're, you're placing. Okay, thanks for the rate. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, but I mean, like having conversations like that, or like getting people like to, like I said, to to be productive, mm-hmm. or to you know coach them out of a scenario that's you know not working well for the business or yeah. them personally, <laughs> whether they realize it or not. Like it's all you know skills that like I think are so important. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: And that's part of why. So, like, it's in my bachelor's. I'm getting now. My next step in my degree is an MBA. So I'm gonna get the industrial organizational psychology, get the MBA to finish up, you know, those higher level management courses mm-hmm. that everybody's got to take, and then get my PhD in Holy industrial Christ. and organizational psychology.
0: Yeah, so, don't sit still. Dude.
1: No, no, no. I don't believe in spare time. Like It's just what that's it is. Crazy, but like, yeah, it, I think with that group of classes and then go into the teaching realm, I can make an impact on those those types of classes and those decision-making processes where it's like, Hey, what are we going to teach these kids about business? We need to teach them how to interact with people. Mm -hmm. We need to teach them how to motivate these people, not just the theory behind the management structure of their, you know, org chart. They need to understand why it happens that way and how that's going to affect people. This
0: way versus another way. So is that like kind of your end goal that you want to end up in a teaching kind of position?
1: It's, it started to shift that way. um, As I've, been in school and, and been working in the business world I've really started to see that I can make an impact that way mm-hmm. to take the experience take the education and kind of these innate abilities I got in the military of being able to talk and train and, and motivate people say hey this is how we need to move forward
2: mm-hmm. um, and,
1: and take that next step.
0: W- were you in a, a leadership role in the, the the military like a mentoring and coaching kind of you know? I was a team leader training. So okay. you're
1: kind of directly involved in, in people's lives, literally directly involved in people's <laughs> lives. Um you, you, you eat, sleep, breathe, everything that they do. Um Yeah.
0: And talk about convincing people to do stuff that they don't want to do. I mean,
1: if, well, for, uh, the military's a little different. No um, everybody
0: there wanted to be doing what they were doing. There's no, absolutely
1: not. Okay. No. No, nobody wanted to be there doing <laughs> what they were doing. Um but it, it I mean, it sounds horrible, but the military you're property. You know, you, yeah. you sign the paper where you're like, I'm going to do what I'm told and I don't have a lot of options. But
0: but I got to imagine accepting that is not a, an immediate kind of thing that it's kind of a,
1: yeah, a process. You, you build the relationships and you, and you learn about your team and, and what makes them tick. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's motivated by the fact that, you know, if, if he performs well, he gets a four, four day weekend. You know, the, your other guys there because they're going to pay for his college debt and he doesn't care about anything else. He's just going to do his job
2: right, and right. crank
1: it out. So mm-hmm. you, you have to learn to navigate that. Right. So that's kind of how I transitioned into to what I do now.
0: Nice. And so um, getting into kind of a little bit of what you do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've had a, a few different jobs before you kind of landed where you are now, mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me about the, like your, your full-time job because that seems really interesting. And like, how did you come about that? Was that just kind of like, you know, recruiter kind of like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. I found this or was it something that you had heard about and kind of, were new people involved
1: in? I think it was fate and that sounds dumb, but especially coming from, the you know, I've kind of directed my life and this job seemed as fate. So i been working in another project with a real estate law firm where I was rebuilding a team for them. Um, and that project ended and I was burnt out and tired and it just worked too many hours consecutively. Mm-hmm. So I took some time off, um, actually went and helped a buddy out in a kitchen just to nice. decompress de- de- de and, and be yeah. you know not in charge of anything for a while. And kind of got back. I was like, okay, it's, you know, I need to get back into, you know, that forward momentum that I was doing. Opened up a job board, saw the advertisement for... Um, a father's place. They needed a director of operations. Did some research on their program. Was like, wow, this is impactful. Mm-hmm. Like this, this isn't just a, oh, I get to go manage people. This is I get to directly affect other people's lives by what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: talk about what they do because, like, I I only knew about it just researching. Honestly, mm-hmm. sitting down talking with you, like, who they are and what they do, and yeah, it sounds
1: so amazing. So th- here's the spiel. We'll, we'll go through yeah, the pitch. Um, a father's place is a part of a statewide organization that works to benefit fathers in a state where fathers don't necessarily get a fair shake all the time. Um, We provide educational and outreach services for dads that are in any kind of crisis situation. So they're paying child support. All of a sudden they can't, they're about to go to jail. Um, Mm -hmm. They're having trouble in their relationship. They don't know how to connect with their kids. They don't know how to connect with their wife or they don't know how to connect with their baby mama who hates every part of their being. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of it's free. And we have caseworkers that interact with them on a day to day basis and help them through crisis situations. And we provide a curriculum for them that's based on kind of some key metrics that being a dad is about, you know, being healthy, being financially stable, uh, being a good parent and having healthy relationships. And we walk them through that and then, you know, guide them down that path for goals that they've set for themselves. So they all have what we call a one man plan. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of goals that they want to accomplish, you know, based on what their end result would be. And we work them through that. Um, So I stepped in as a director of operations to kind of streamline their processes because I'm not a good caseworker. Not that guy. (laughs) I can't hide things on my face. Yeah. So I'm the guy when they're telling me a story. I'm like. Where in your head did that make sense? (laughs) That's not me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. So, and, you know, looking at the, the finances and working with the CEO and coming up with strategic plans of, you know, how can we get this to more people?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so how do like people um like come to you as clients or?
1: walk In the front door.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? So just show up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we have a social media marketing campaign um, we're working on kind of in the next year. We just did an expansion into Charleston County, Dorchester County, down the East Coast. We actually cover the entire East Coast of South Carolina now. Um so we're looking at more of a targeted marketing campaign where we can start really drilling in on some keywords of things guys are looking for cuz everything happens on your phone now we all know mm-hmm. that so being able to capitalize on that and if a guy's looking for you know how do i pay my child support or how, being able to key in on those keyword oh, searches and, okay. and then directly market to them through those fun little channels in you mm-hmm. know the digital world that we can use um to bring them in the front door cuz if they don't come like we get calls from moms and girlfriends, and, and you trying know trying
0: to send people.
1: Oh yeah, like or... my son needs your program. <laughs> I'm sure he does. But he has to. Come. He has to. He has to be ready. Cause... Yeah.
0: Also, I was going to say. I mean do do you find that a lot of men are in a place where like this is something that they seek out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or is it more people are pushing them to go have this conversation?
1: Uh, it, just in Orange, Georgetown County this year we served. And had complete 273 participants. Nice. Just in those two nice. counties. Um, and how we were,
0: long is, like, the program that you're working with them, like, start to
1: finish? Start to finish. If they were just to just crank right through it, you know, and, and go start to finish, it's six months. Okay. It's one session That's a week. A, it's a commitment. It is. It, you got to be ready for it. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's six months. They come to the sessions one day a week, um, and then they have meetings with their caseworker another day day of that mm-hmm. week to make sure they're staying on track and if they need any help with anything. I mean, it, our guys even go to court okay. with participants, you know, to help his, his character witnesses or to, you know, say, hey, yes, we've got him employed. We're mm-hmm. getting him straightened out um, to get him on yeah, the path, that they need. path. Yeah, it, there's a path and, and mm-hmm. we're here behind him helping him keep on right. that path. So that's what we do. And it, so it's it's successful. It's been around for, let's see, this is tw- 20, 2024 will be 24 years. Oh, that wow. The organization's been around.
0: And what was kind of the... The genesis of that as an organization, like, um, I'm assuming the founders kind of, you know, still around and kind of Mm -hmm. like, you know, driving the the mission there. But was, um, was this something like personally that like, you know, drove, I'm going to start this thing or it was was a community effort,
1: um, in Conway, uh, Actually, not far from where I grew up, strangely enough. Is it
0: like a denominational um, aspect to it, or if it, it's the purely non-denominational, like it's not attached to any kind of nope. like religious organization or anything like that? It's just purely...
1: There's a religious organization that funds us, but okay. um, it, one of many funders.
0: But that's uh, not the impetus. No, 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 that. it's not, not the, the like,
1: the, the, you know, like a lot of your organizations will come in and there's a kind of a mandatory... Prayer part of it. We don't have that. If you want to pray, pray. If you don't, yeah. don't. It's up to you. you That's why
0: I ask. Because I mean, if it's like, and you have to go to church every Sunday and go to confession, like, yeah, I could see that kind of being a, a different scenario. It, it <laughs> is. It is.
1: And, and people and, have lives, and, and I get it. You're busy. You're trying to work. You're trying to make it. You got kids and wives and baby mamas, and you're barely making it to session. I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit and be like, hey, and you need to go to Bible study in church. Yeah. You want to do that? Go do that. Yeah. If that's what you do. If it need. helps,
0: it helps. But yeah. it's not part of the program.
1: Got it. So I got involved in that. Um, and it, it really was fate. Like I, I went and interviewed one time. I came home and told my wife. I was like, I want to work there. Nice. I want to do that's this. That's
0: great though. I mean, that's, yeah. th- that's the ideal scenario. Always. It, it is. I get,
1: to, I get to make an impact um, doing the things that I know how to do. And that you're good at. It, that I'm good at. I like, so, I like so you to find that I'm you're do, it's,
0: well it's, you're doing a lot of the coaching stuff, a lot of the mm-hmm. training stuff organizational stuff I'm mm-hmm. guessing kind of, you know, actually documenting. Oh yeah. Here's what a plan is and, and all of that. What about like the, do you do a lot of the marketing and the, the outreach outreach stuff or is it just, are you really more the, the guy that they sit down with?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more the guy behind the scenes, the, the, you know, looking at operational plans and strategic planning and Hey, where do we want to be based on what we're doing now in the next five years? Um, You know, what systems do we want to use? What processes do we want to use? You know,
0: but are you sitting down with individuals, or oh, you're God, no. you're just playing? Okay, so you don't. If I I was thinking when you originally said, "I'm not the guy that the caseworker like yeah, that." No. You're not the one that they originally talked to, but after
1: that, you're. Kind oh of like, no, no, I'm still you know, not that guy. Not a, no, <laughs> uh-uh. I I would I would really like to be. I, I'd like to think that I was the type of person that could. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not
0: really not. <laughs> but so you're the guy behind the scenes that's like you know planning it all out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I work with the CEO who actually has been with the organization for 20 of the 24 years um, on where we're going to go and how we're going to make this grow. Because the program, honestly, there's not a guy around that couldn't use it. Dad, not a dad. You know, Mm -hmm. at some point, we all need someone or Mm -hmm. somewhere to go to talk to because let's face it, men are dumb. We don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. We don't know how. Um,
0: well, it's so not just men. All people need accountability and um, support. Yeah, absolutely across the board. So yeah,
1: and we provide that. So it, how many people can I get that to is mm-hmm. kind of my angle. Like you know, two hundred seventy three this year. Great. I can double it next year. Awesome. Yeah. Is
0: the plan you know to to continue to have it be uh, more locally focused? It to just the areas that you're in now, or is, is the plan to kind of like and expand the numbers from there? Or expand uh, geographically.
1: Oh, well, we just did the geographic expansion, um, so we're staffing-wise, we're kind of at the limit of, of okay. what we've got. So the idea now is to take that, maximize our impact in that geographic area, and then look ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, not until we get to that point where we're comfortable saying, "Hey, we we we're doing what we need to do in mm-hmm. these eleven counties," you know now it's time to look do we need to help do you people?
0: have like physical locations in like mm-hmm. all these counties
1: not in all the counties
0: or is it kind of like a, you know meet somewhere at the person's house or like or is it you come here and this is and is it, it is is it always one-on-one or is there
2: group
1: aspects to both two? okay so we have one-on-ones with the caseworkers and we have physical locations right now I've got five I've got one in Conway one in Georgetown one in Myrtle Beach one in North Charleston and one in Monks Corner. And then the other counties, we consider them satellite counties. And we're, the new counties we just expanded into, we're, we're looking at figuring out what that looks like. Are we going to set up a temporary location that we kind of share, mm-hmm. you know, with another group or is there funding around that we can, and I'm just mangling this microphone over here, <laughs> <laughs> just, is there funding around where we can kind of dedicate a space just to us?
0: Yeah. In terms of kind of long-term goals for a father's place, like what are the, the kind of What's the end game there? Like, is this something that, um, like have you thought about partnerships and how, um, we do have like, like, okay.
1: Um, there's actually, so there's five organizations similar to ours across the state, um, that all fall under an umbrella of the South Carolina center for fathers and families. Mm -hmm. And with that umbrella, we actually cover the entire state in some capacity, all 46 counties, um, which makes us unique in the United States. We're the only state that does that. Yay. South Carolina's first in something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 49th in education, first in fatherhood. All right. Uh, hey, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Um, so that partnership is actually what's really allowed us to grow to the extent that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think will be key in, in the future of, you know, taking those satellite counties that are, you know, kind of like, hey, we, we, we get you what we can get you mm-hmm. and turning those into full on full service there's a fatherhood center you know that you come Mm -hmm. to and and get the help and whatever it is is there
0: any kind of political aspect too like um you know in terms of um you know working with um lawmakers to kind of reform kind of aspects to it it, there is and
1: the the south carolina Carolina center for fathers and families they take care of a lot of that they're Mm -hmm. in columbia they they've got the lobbyists they've got the folks right there at the capitol driving those decisions based on the performance of all the other five organizations of what we do so that we're all on the same page mm-hmm. and lawmakers know what we're doing okay because that that's where funding comes from yeah you know that's good. how you make an impact they have to see like hey these folks are doing good work let's you know drive mm-hmm. whatever funding we have towards them
0: yeah makes sense cool so kind of moving on to your other not for profit that you work with, which is you know in free time. <laughs> not your full time job, but your passion kind of uh, program. Tell me about that and like how it, it, what it is obviously, but also you know how you kind of came about to this is something that is necessary.
1: Okay, um so so we're we're gonna get dark. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> so Jules was remarkably successful in the military, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got out, I was not prepared. For the person that I was to not be in the military. Okay. And I fell flat on my face. Um,
0: Just like leaving the structure? Leaving
1: the structure, you know, going from, I know what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, and the next day and having whatever mission it was going, hey, this is what we're going to do, work towards that mission. mm -hmm. Okay, great.
0: Having goals, yeah.
1: Yeah, having goals, you know, having a schedule. I didn't have any of that anymore. And Again, I'm a horrible retired person, so <laughs> I, I was not a great version of me. I'd start drinking with breakfast,
0: okay, um,
1: and you know, doing all the unsafe things that, sure. that go along with that. Yeah, uh, almost died on a motorcycle. Um, I, I drove it over the hood of a Lexus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, and with <laughs> all of your other
0: already you know pre existing conditions, I'm yeah. sure that went well.
1: Yeah, well, it did. Yeah, I actually, I, I walked away from it. Strangely enough. Um, went home went to bed no big deal wow uh got involved with a a group that was just getting started called the combat veterans motorcycle association Mm -hmm. and true to form i i I don't believe in doing anything (laughs) half-assed so i went at that with both feet in a flying leap um and and we turned that from literally me and a bunch of other guys digging in our pockets to help veterans that were failing like we were because we were all a gigantic train wreck mm-hmm. um, to motivating them to the point that we had an income and operating budget. And we had started focusing on eliminating the veteran homeless problem in Merck beach. Uh, and we're getting other organizations involved with what we were doing. Nice. Uh, it, over the course of about three years it took. And that allowed me and really was the, the catalyst for me not being a train wreck. Okay. Um, uh,
0: just having that purpose.
1: Having that purpose. Um, you know, I, I had gotten fat, which actually was what brought me to the gym <laughs> okay. over, you know, at the other location. Uh-huh. Um, we were still there. And so all of those things kind of culminated together. I was getting back into shape. I was training every day. I had this mission. I had this focus. Um, and I had the skills to be able to do it. So I, I, I took it. Even and was more-
0: that organization like entirely kind of what snapped you out of it? Or did you have like other help?
1: I mean, that was my wife. Which she definitely helped. Um, if it were her, I'd probably be dead.
0: And like, but what about like VA services? Was there anything oh, like that? There's nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it it's just, there. Okay. It's, but when I got out of the military, I, I went and you know I I did the right thing. I went to the VA and I applied mm-hmm. for my services, and I was like, hey, I'm here and I'm out, and I apparently I'm gonna need help because you know this is gonna go poorly. Yeah. Uh, and I had a medical doctor sit across the table from me. because oh, this is a guy with all kinds of fancy paper on the wall, <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, you will never have a public job again. He said like, you were too indoctrinated, you will never work again. And I looked right at him, and I was like, you can go fuck and yourself. And just,
0: like, wrote you off.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm 38 years old, I'm not done. I've got a, an entire life. Like, so what was his suggestion for you? Uh, they wanted to put me on a bunch of pills. And <laughs> awesome. I could just go drink and yeah. take pills and fuck off, basically. Nice. Oh. Uh, so I did, I looked at her, I was like, you, you can fuck off. So like, it was
0: really just, like, so no help there. It really was finding... Other people mm-hmm. in this motorcycle group that had similar experiences and kind of form your own support
1: group. Yeah, it literally in finding people that didn't want to be what it was we were apparently supposed to be,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which was worthless. So we, we started doing that. And that is what started the whole passion project that I have is veterans. And what's in, the name of it? Oh, it's Operation Veteran Reintegration. I probably should have said that in the beginning. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible at marketing. God, I'm so bad at this. Um, I'm great at organization. Horrible about telling what we do. Um, it's Operation Veteran Reintegration. Uh, mm-hmm. And what we do is, is focus on that transition mm-hmm. from being that successful go getter at whatever it is you do in the military to being that same person on the outside, just maybe not quite as forceful.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Having to build your own structure. Right. Like, which is like, a, I imagine a, a big part of kind of that transition. Like that was the part that I I found really interesting. Like the first time that you and I chatted, you know, as we were, you know, probably shoveling food in our face in between moving <laughs> equipment yeah. was it, somehow we got onto that conversation, probably talking about your, uh, this organization. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, I, I remember you saying like that, the these people come home and like, it's not just, I don't have structure. It's, I don't know how to pay bills. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, like, uh, grocery shopping is, like, foreign concept to me at that point. You know, because someone like yourself went in later. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these people go in from the time that they're leaving home. Mommy's still doing their child, laundry. Right? Like, you know, so
2: yeah.
0: none of this has happened. And just this stuff that, that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, like, in thinking about veterans, uh, Reacclimation and things like that. It was always kind of like decompressing, and Mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, it was always the decompression and deprogramming, like stuff on that level, but not just the basic stuff like that. Like it just never occurred to me until we had that conversation that this is the thing. Yeah, you know, and immediately it was like, wow, like no, that is so Mm -hmm. so important that somebody's focusing on that, and to hear that, just no one you know, from the VA and the government or or any of these other type of organizations really pay attention to that. It's yeah, astounding
1: to me. And, and I, I tell everyone, and I, I think I mentioned it to you, the, the military, all branches of the military do a really great job of training you to do your job. Mm-hmm. You are the absolute best at whatever it is you're going to do. And then they just cut you loose. Mm-hmm. They they don't teach you how to be a person. They don't teach you how to handle responsibility other than responsibilities for your job. Mm-hmm. Um, So they, they're just like, hey, here's the world. Yeah. Have fun figure it out um so people struggle and they they fall flat on their face and then once they do now you've you've taken a person who was really really successful and they've failed Mm -hmm. maybe for the first time in their life you know to the point that they don't know how to fix it
2: yeah
1: and they don't know how to fix it and so they what we're working on is is developing that curriculum developing that structure developing that support group where it's okay to fail Mm-hmm. And it, it's okay to be different. It's okay to understand that you will never be like everybody else is walking around. You just have to learn how to be the better version of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's You can what, actually
0: be better than everybody else walking around because you're, you're so well trained mm-hmm. and prepared. you just have to know how to kind of rechannel it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, you, exactly. You rechannel it. You, mm-hmm. you take that motivation, you put it somewhere else. Um, a huge part of our curriculum is getting veterans involved in something. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Go to the gym, go fishing, go surfing, go, find a hobby, Mm -hmm. something to eat up that spare time so that you're not in your own head, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, and depending on medication and depending on people that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart to help you. So that's part of what we do. And part of a lot of the partnerships we're going to build is, you know, yes, they get their curriculum, they come to their group meetings and they got their caseworker and they're helping them work through these things. But what are they doing with their off time? Mm-hmm. What is that thing they're gonna find that, man, I just I, I really love to go hunting or man, I really love yeah. archery or you know whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we're building and structuring that.
0: and program. how are you finding people for this?
1: Oh, I am really good at finding people smarter than me. <laughs> it's It's my superpower, Um, because I am not smart. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason,' I'm, I'm really good at finding people that are smart at what they do, okay? Um, and then it goes into that motivation part. Hey, this is what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. This is where I see this going. Can you help me? Yeah. And then he, the psychologists are like, yeah, absolutely. Because they think like you, they're like, wait, what, why aren't we focusing on this anyway? Yeah. How is that not happening?
0: Yeah. How is this not already a thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the organization people, the the folks that are helping me do grant writing are like, no, the people need to fund this. The funding's there. We know it's there. I'll, I'll tell you where it is. Watch this. Yeah. And so that's how I, I find it. So you had to
0: go through like all of that kind of, you know, the the red tape paperwork, mm-hmm. like setting this up and. I mean, but so how do people come like how like I've seen you kind of at events, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, GPM obviously. So do you do a lot of kind of is that how you kind of are doing a lot of outreach or that's is how we're there... doing the outreach
1: now. Okay. Um once we get a little more finalized and set up and, and have a very permanent location, then I'm gonna start taking what we do to the VA offices themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk into the VA and all the folks that I know there. Um, and there's some really great people there. Say, Hey, I've got this. Mm-hmm. Send me, you know, like the Statue of Liberty, send me your dirty, downtrodden, <laughs> send yeah. me the guys that you just can't fix. Yeah, I'll figure it out, you yeah. know, and, and use them as success. And my idea, kind of the end goal of it is to develop to develop this to the point that I can go to the Department of Defense and be like, hey, what you guys is doing is not working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me do it.
0: So ultimately, like, you know, it could turn it into a lobbying. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I, a, I don't maybe. even know if
1: the lobbying will be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to change policy. But I want to take over the transition part transition program for the Department of Defense.
0: Help build it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I want to go in and be like yours. Good job. Good try.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Now take this, yeah, you know, and we, we're going to let you do this yeah. and, and this is going to work. And here's why, because it's already. worked.
0: Interesting. Do you find a lot of crossover in between um, a father's place and um, this organization? Meaning like, do you see a lot of veterans in your day
1: job? Not as many as you would think. Um, I, I would think there'd be a lot more because in my head, being a good person, being a good dad is kind of a universal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a veteran. You don't necessarily have to be a dad. Sure. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's all about the core things are the same. You have to know how to manage relationships. You have to know how to manage your finances. You have to know how to talk to people, interact, um, and you have to know how to take care of your body and mm-hmm. your mind. So to me there should be more crossover. Like I, I feel like there should be all kinds of people going, Hey, can you do this for me? And be like, eh, well, we don't necessarily do it for you, but there's this other place that right. you can. Um. But a lot of the the basics are the same. Because like I said, it's it it's being a good person, being productive, and being able to make an impact on the the people in your life and in the mm-hmm. community around you. It's really
0: all it is. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about your fitness journey then. So it sounds like it started kind of in the military. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, where you kind of got into, to PT and, you know, enjoyed that.
1: Well, sort of. <laughs> so just, it
0: part of the things that you it, like. it
1: is, I really did love it. Um, it, I had come from a, a very fit background. I had always, ever since I was a child trained in, in martial arts, I had taught Japanese martial arts before okay. I joined the army. Um, I, I was fit when I joined the army. Like I wasn't out of shape at all. I had a drug problem, but
0: did strange. you play sports when you were growing up?
1: I did. I wrestled in high school. Um, it was on a triathlon team with the chair, TC unit I was with. So I'd, I'd always been active. I grew up a, on a farm basically. So work, Yeah, you know,
2: uh, um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> There's 500 bales. Of, hey, we got to move.
0: Yeah. Hey. Exercise whether you like yeah, it or
1: not. Yeah. There's yeah. no choice. Um, so I'd always been fit. And then, so transitioning into the army, it was like, Oh, okay. Mm. I just get paid to do it now. Which is awesome even better yeah and then i got out and drank a lot and got fat um which nobody wants and <laughs> so again i don't know how to do things fast <laughs> <laughs> so i went and got my personal trainer certification and got a nutritional coach certification and right. then got a uh what was it i forget the other one really wasn't fitness. It was a life coach, life coach, which I was like, no one needs really? to come to me for life advice.
2: <laughs> yeah, but
0: it goes great with the the, the things that you're doing. It, it does. Right? It helps out a little bit. What's
1: yeah.
0: different? In, what's different in the life coach certification than the other ones that you did?
1: So with like, the do life... they
0: incorporate a lot of the same things or is it really now it's more?
1: No, the life coach part was actually kind of useless. And that sounds for all the life coaches out there. I'm very sorry. I did <laughs> not mean to call you useless. Um, but it really is a lot of, getting people to do what it is that they already want to do. Okay. You know, it, people are coming to you like, oh, I, I need help on my on my fitness journey. You know, I need help motivating myself. No, you don't. You just need somebody to tell you to get off your ass and go do it.
0: Well, some of, I mean, maybe in the life coach arena. Yeah. But like, I mean, I know in the, the fitness coaching, you know, that we're doing here and nutrition coaching. I mean, just. I've been doing this for so long. You've been doing this for mm-hmm. so long. A lot of these things come second nature to so us. Absolutely. Like, of course yeah. this is what you do. Um, but so many people are like, I don't even know how to get started. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, it's part of what I like about doing that now is, you know, helping those people that are like, I, I joined the gym. I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. It's not even like, I don't know what machines do, but like, how do I exercise? Right. What's right for me? What yeah. should my goals be? goal? Right. All that made
1: sense to me in the, in the, the, personal uh, you know, yeah. personal training that part made sense in the life yeah. coaching it was like well you know how do you feel about doing that I don't
0: Oh, care. so not know go more how do, you do feel about it,
1: it. <laughs> get off your ass and go lift that's what yeah. you need to do that's my life coach advice for you yeah that's my life coach advice for you yeah. i don't world.
0: imagine that was in the textbook around the test
1: probably yeah i don't I, just, <laughs> I don't i don't i don't think it was it was a lot of you know asking them questions yeah how do you feel about that i don't care
0: <laughs> and were so did you do personal training before um you came to the sky
1: no, I was actually working out at Sky with Curtis in the boxing classes. He almost made me puke. It was awesome. Um,
0: he has that sense.
1: I know. It was great. Love Curtis. And it, that's how I, I was like, okay, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Like if, I'm not going to just. Again, half ass. Yeah, no yeah. half ass. So, I don't just
0: work out. I have to learn how to teach
1: it. I have to, exactly. <laughs> I have to learn how to do it 100% the yeah. correct way you don't all have the to time. show everybody else. Because, you know, in the army, you just go work, mm-hmm. you know, and you train. And can I lift that? Sure um yeah absolutely put a 100 pound backpack on my back Mm -hmm. and then lift it yeah let's do (laughs) it um so i was getting that certification and then the first class i ever taught as far as outside of the army you Mm -hmm. know physical fitness was at the sky fitness location over on 17.
0: so the boot camp that we did over there yeah
1: that was the first one i ever took and i think three people threw up
0: (laughs) in the same class in the same class nice
1: yeah it was pretty good Oh,
0: Nice. so you've dialed it back a lot since then.
1: I have, I have <laughs> people were crying um, and, and I've learned that, you know, it's, I, I can't necessarily just kill them every single yeah. class. Like they I, I didn't did. appreciate it. No, you uh, did, I did. I loved it. I was like, yeah, you, you guys did, did great. Like, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I yeah. can't feel my
0: hands.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: is uh, so is teaching your favorite part of it or do you like having one-on-one clients? Is that a thing?
1: It's not really a thing. You, you uh, again, like the group thing. I like the group thing because, uh, again, I've t- 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 and I don't know. Somebody put like a description of my class, and they were like supportive. I'm like, that's not me. I <laughs> I I am supportive. Don't think I'm not. Um, but my style of motivation when it comes to that is, is very direct. I don't care how you feel. Yeah, you're here for a reason.
0: I mean, I, I walk past your class. I haven't actually taken your class, but I walk past your class and I appreciate it because I hear the, the feedback that you're giving. You're like, okay, you're half assing it, step yeah. it up. Or, you know, like someone's like, oh, I don't,
2: I, it's too much. And I You're don't
0: like care. too bad. Keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. This <laughs> like is heavy. how what motivates me. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But also, probably I won't take your class.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Um, it would, it would be really awkward just yelling at you. <laughs> and I'd have to yell at you the more. shell just
0: acclimated you. to it.
1: I'm sure you would too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Yeah. I can have fun with that. Um, no, it really isn't. It's, I, I tell them even after class, like, look, yes, I'm hard on you. And, and I mean to be, I, I'm not being nice to you for any reason. Um, you're here for a reason. You needed yeah. someone to motivate you. You needed someone to tell you that it's okay to sweat and it's okay to be sore.
2: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's what I'm going to do. I'm I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going to tell you it's okay to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make fun of you and I'm going to call you a loser. It just is what it is. And then I'm going to laugh at you when you puke. And then I'm going to hand you a bottle of water until you get back to work.
0: Not what we put in the description of the class, but just so you know. This is it's absolutely
1: not. <laughs> I think Tina read it to me and I was like, who is that? That's Michael. That's not me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should edit those next time. You will hate me.
0: You might get more people.
1: I, I may, which I'm okay with it's too. It's a
0: totally different clientele. Yeah, he's the
1: guy. <laughs> Oh, you really hate yourself, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the first class I taught, and it's just kind of continued there. I, I've had to kind of come and go on my own training because of injuries. Because, again, I mean, I've got, I think my latest one is my tibia and separating when I walk on them. Yeah. Consistent and repetitive high ankle sprains will do that.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> 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 so, that's so what the physical therapist told me. And he looked at me he goes, There's nothing I can do for you. Like, Great.
0: So you you teach boot camp now, and I think you said that you previously taught martial arts. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Is that something that you do still do martial arts and is teaching martial arts something that you're interested in doing in the future or no, we're done with
1: that? I I don't know. Um, I don't know if my body can do it anymore. Mm, Uh, I did try to take some classes a few years back and my joints and shoulder and neck injuries, it's not conducive. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, I can still hit things really
1: hard, but I don't think my body's at that level where I could confidently step back in and be like, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to do these moves and you're possibly going to depend on them one day Mm -hmm. um, to defend yourself. So I, I don't think that's in my future. Um, It's always kind of played a huge role in, in my decision-making process and and how I think and how I process through situations. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I don't think that's where I'm at really anymore. And I know my, my mentor God rest him is is probably rolling over in his grave (laughs) and saying that, but that's okay. So, Last question. Okay.
0: Who would you say is the most influential person that, you know, you've kind of uh, experienced in your life? And, you know, what is it about them that makes you feel that way?
1: My grandfather. Easy. Uh, He was my hero. Kind of long and short. Excuse me. I'm sorry.
2: Hmm.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> I go from screaming at people in a boot camp class to I got to take a moment. Um, no, he, he really was my hero. He was transformative in my life. And a lot of decisions that I've made or not made were kind of based on the things that he taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would be him. And I, I, I still think the most impactful thing he ever told me is that there was nothing that any person on this earth could do that I could not. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, we were rebuilding an engine. I'll never forget it. He, okay. uh, my uh, biological father had blown the engine in a truck of his and we were rebuilding it. I didn't know how to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he looked at me and he was like, so I was like, but I don't know how to do it. He's like, someone built that engine, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah. He goes, then you can.
2: Then so like, can you. Yeah. He's yeah. like, there's
1: nothing any person on this planet can do that you cannot do that you can't learn to do. And it stuck with me my entire life. And I, here I am today, you know, pursuing PhDs. Um, well, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, that
0: is something that I could see. Like, that's the, like that voice in the back of your head mm-hmm. that says, if I don't know how to do it, I go learn how to do it and exactly. then go do something with it.
1: Yeah. The go, then go, go do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. That's that it lived my entire life that way.
0: That's great. So. Yeah. It all makes sense now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it does you. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Thank you very much for sitting with me. And like, this oh, has been, been yeah, as as uh, informative and enjoyable as I thought it would be. And I think um,
1: I that learned folks a lot. For class? Enjoyable. You'll never <laughs> say that about yes, my class. Yeah, you won't get that in class. No. It does sound
0: like. <laughs> but like, just learned a lot about what those programs are, mm-hmm. you know. And that is, you know, like I said, one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to get to and I think is important for everybody else to hear about. So, thank
1: absolutely. You. And, and shameless plug, if you are in a crisis and, and you are a non custodial parent in South Carolina, www.afathersplace.org or 843-488-2923. Someone will be there to answer your call, and we will get you the help that you need. Um, and Operation Veteran Reintegration, if you do need help, you are falling flat on your face, you can call my cell phone number, um, and I'm sure we'll post that somewhere. I won't, I won't rattle that one <laughs> off real quick. Um, or you can find our Facebook page, um, Operation Veteran Reintegration, on Facebook, and, and we will definitely get back to you.
0: And if you're looking to just come have your ass kicked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is your man. And I, I, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I wouldn't <laughs> say, but like, I won't be too hard on you the first time, but I absolutely He's lying. Will. Yeah. <laughs> can't even do that with a straight face.
0: Great. Thanks, Jules.
2: Thank you.